Hello and welcome to Deb and Friends Quest for Connection podcast. I am Deb Bowen, your anchor host, and I am so delighted and honored that you have joined us this week as my co-host Roger Lockshear and I discuss coming on to the dark times of the year. Welcome, Roger. Thank you, Deb, and good morning. Good morning to you. I'm so happy to have you with me. Folks, we uh, made a decision to have this topic partly because of the hustle and bustle and the busyness of this time of year and the coming of the darkness as we move towards the winter solstice where the light, of course, shifts and the light begins to grow stronger on December 21st or 22nd, depending on quite where you are. And so we felt like that it would be helpful to you if we discussed some ways that you can embrace and honor this time of year and maybe just slow down a little bit and take care of yourself and your world around you. Roger, your thoughts on that? Yeah, thanks, Deb. Um, Yeah, this time of year is um, becoming increasingly busy for people moving um, towards the holiday season, which we're uh, rapidly approaching. I guess we're officially in that now. Um, and unfortunately, it, uh, it, it distracts from, um, I think, our ability to take moments of, of introspection and taking care of ourselves and taking these times for uh, personal growth. And... Um, you know, it, it's a little bit unfortunate because I, I kind of feel that even the the essence of this holiday season is diminished with being too busy, right? The, it just there's there's a less of a connection to um, to this time of year. The busier we get, does that does that make sense? Absolutely true, absolutely. You know, Roger and I were talking before we were recording, and here it is, uh, the end of November. And, of course, many of us know that some of the larger box stores particularly had Christmas decorations and (laughs) such out way before Halloween, which just really blows me away. And my sister said to me yesterday, have you put up your Christmas decorations yet? She keeps forgetting that Christmas decorations are only in my house because of honoring my family. And no, it's November. I haven't done any of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had to uh, we had to laugh a few. This actually goes back to the end of September. We went into uh, an unnamed big box store here in town to buy some uh, pool supplies, <laughs> and in the garden center there were none because all of the holiday direct decorations had already been. Uh, and when I say holiday decorations, I mean like the, the Christmas decorations. And, and this was the end of September. And right. we were saying, my goodness, like it's, uh, it's still 90 degrees outside and, uh, and it's not even sowing yet. So, yeah. And, and so, you know, as we move closer to now we're in that time of year, um, not only have we been kind of already bombarded with that commercialism, um, and, you know, just driven by, you know, the almighty dollar and the capitalist society. But it, it, to me, it really takes away from the magic of this time of year. 
you know, both for the, the, the coming Yule and, and holiday season um, and the return of the light, but it's a distractor from where we could be spending more time indoors like our ancestors may have done, spent more time being in the home and around the hearth and telling stories and going within and taking care of um, taking care of each other on a much more intimate and personal level. And, you know, we, we can still do that as long as we kind of strip away some of these or at least move away from some of the distractions of the, the chaos and hustle and bustle. Um, we, we make it a, yeah, we, we make it a point to, speaking of, you were just saying about, you know, putting up the holiday decorations the day after, or, or you know, right after Thanksgiving. You know, here in the U.S., they have the thing called Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, where all the, the stores are open. We make it a point every year to stay inside on the day after the, the U.S. Thanksgiving. We, I we, did too. We, we, make, we actually intentionally make sure we have everything we need so we don't have to deal with it. And instead, we spend the day together as a family, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, putting things out for the coming season or listening to music or, you know, a- anything, but we make sure all of us in our family are in the same space, we're all at home, and we spend the day together. You know, whatever that looks like, and, and it's cool, and it's a lot of fun, and it's actually one of, the, one of the days during the year that I really actually look forward to, almost like its own holiday, because we do the opposite of 90, you know, we're doing the opposite of what 90% of people out there are doing, you know, and it's, <laughs> um, you know, and so we just, it's, it's actually a nice thing to, to stay in and, and get into almost, almost like a, you know, hibernation mentality, where it's like you got all your food, and you've got everything you need, and you just stay in and, you know, enjoy each other's company. And that's that's so important to, to, you know, reconnect with with loved ones and things and just stay out of the busyness, you know, in, in my I, opinion. I do the same thing, Roger. I stay home that day. I can't yeah. imagine being out on that day. But, you know, I wonder if folks have ever thought about the idea that we spend so much energy and time this time of year in the darkening time of the year lighting so many lights against (laughs) the darkness rather than embracing the darkness and honoring the darkness. I I don't know where that, maybe back in the, you know, cave people days, but the fear of, of the darkness perhaps or all the negative connotations that go with that word. And, and I love this dark time of the year. Later on a podcast closer to you, will, I'll give more details about this, but mm-hmm. on, on the night of Yule, I and, and my friends who are with me, whoever happens to be here on that night to celebrate that holiday, begin the evening in absolute darkness. Yes. There is not a single light on in my house, yes. and I light I- one candle. I, I love that. And, and that's, that's a tradition that I have, um, that I do um, with Yule celebrations and rituals. I do the same thing. We start our ritual for Yule in complete darkness. We end Samhain by extinguishing all of the candles and ending in darkness. And we start 
Yule the same way we left off at Samhain, in complete darkness, and then we light one candle, and then we go from there as we celebrate right. the returning of the light. And I, I love that, and I, I, that resonates very deeply for me. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. That's, um, it's very powerful. It, it is uh, powerful. There's, there's magic, and there's mystery, and there's a depth of understanding that we can come from that we can get from being in the darkness and in the stillness of the darkness yeah. that we miss if we're in hustle bustle madness. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and what you were just touching on about all of the putting on all the lights and all the, you know, and all the holiday decorations and lights and everything. And, and I, and I like some of that. I mean, there, there's, you know, it certainly can look pretty and everything, but I do think that, um, you know, kind of what you were touching on is almost, it's almost as if there is this huge, on a, on a, on a mass conscious, uh, consciousness level or a collective level, it's almost like this complete denial or avoidance of being still and being in the dark, right? It's almost like so overdone that there's, in some way, there's this this avoidance of if we turn on enough lights, we put on enough flashing things and all these things, we don't have to deal with the, the darkness of this time of year. And it, and it, on some, in some way, that's a, that's a huge disconnect because we're actually in that way, we're going against the natural rhythm and the natural cycle of this time of year, right? We're actually going against that by, by this, you know, outward expression of all this light before it's supposed to be there. I think it'd be more appropriate if we lit up all these lights on the day after the, or on the morning of the solstice, right? I mean, that would be, you know, just, just wonderful to, to actually turn on all the lights then. Um, But it is, it's, it's a bit of a distractor. And I think on some level, even if it's on a, on a subconscious level, it's, it's an avoidance of allowing ourselves to be still and be quiet and go within um, and that's, I, I think that's just kind of where we're at. I mean, that, that paired with commercialism and the drive to, to, you know, all this, the money driven holiday and all that, but it certainly pulled us away from the intentions of what this time of year, uh, what it really means to connect with that this time of year and the darkening time. I think that's absolutely true. You know, when I was a teenager growing up on the beach, I loved to walk on the beach at sunset. For one thing, I I don't know why this is, but sunsets where I live are, and where you live, are absolutely electric this time of year. Mm. There's a a quality of the light in the darkening sky that is just breathtaking to me and very melancholy. There's something about looking at that sun setting this time of year there's something about it in, in driving down the road or being somewhere and, and looking at the setting sun through naked trees and those mm. branches just dark against silhouetted against the sunlight there's something about seeing that sun as the counterpoint to uh, the darkening light over the ocean as it sets here uh, in the west where we live and uh, across from the sea and there's that, that melancholiness has been with me all my life. And I use that word not to imply sadness. 
It mm-hmm. isn't sadness. It isn't depression. But it is just a reflective time for me, particularly in that transition, that, that liminal state between day and night that I love so much, particularly this time of year. It's the time where I am most creative. Mm. It is the time where in, and it is in the silence that my spirit guides speak to me, that the ancestors speak to me. And, and I think that I am so blessed to have realized the importance of this time of year and that time of day, particularly during this time of year. Yeah. I, I can, I, I'm, I'm picturing in my mind, that was a wonderful description you gave of the setting sun, and I can see it. I can, I can absolutely see that. Um, and you, you bring up what you mentioned with such a, a, a great point, is that your description of the setting sun and the evening and that in-between time, and you actually said it's a direct express, it's a direct kind of an outward expression of how you're feeling inwardly, right? And how you feel uh, and how you connect personally with this time of year. And so that's a perfect, perfect example of how we can see what's going on in our world. The days are shorter. The sun it gives us these beautiful sunsets this time of year, but it's early, right? It's around 5.15 or 5.30. We have these beautiful skies, and then it's dark. And it gives us this time, and I couldn't agree more with this time of year reconnecting with that creative side and those things that are times of more times of being quiet, right? I love this time of year of having quiet time and um, using that those the longer hours of darkness to be introspective and have times of reflecting on how our year has been where things are going for the coming year being creative connecting with with our creative side this time of year is i as you know i make mead and this is the time of year usually the fall the winter and early spring is when i do that and that to me is a creative expression um and it's almost very kind of uh you know kitchen witch like you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's being creative with with something that we're actually going to eat or drink um and um and the creativity um and a, and a piece that i've connected with this whole year is seeing how creativity stems and springs from the same place of connecting with spirit in fact those two are the same energy right creativity and the 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 energy of spirit capital s are are the same are are flowing with the same vibration and so it's such a wonderful thing to to connect in whatever creative expression that is if you someone likes to write in a journal or likes to draw or paint or cook or or sew or whatever that is but take time to to be to to be kind of quiet and and enjoy that that peaceful and i think melancholy is a perfect word for that you know i think it's a really wonderful description for that so yeah it's a great time of year. We just have to slow down and, and, and acknowledge it and, and get in tune with it, right? Well, absolutely. And if you think about um, our pagan tradition of the wheel of the year and this time of year between Samhain and Yule is that time of going in. As you were talking about spending Black Friday at home with your family, I just, I just have this image of you and your lovely family 
sitting around a table putting a puzzle together or or cooking yeah. or doing whatever and all of you being being there in that home and heart place inside mm-hmm. where our ancestors were and where we're meant to be this time of year when the fields lie fallow when the harvest is done yeah yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. I mean, we we literally will have like board games on the kitchen table, and you know, food out, and people enjoying just spending time together. And and it is you you can you can connect in with that same rhythm of how our ancestors would, without the modern technology of things like television and the movies and retail stores, huddled around a central fire in their home or around a hearth telling stories, singing songs, you know, playing whatever games that they had, sharing in myths and legends, right? I mean, it's just, it's very, that's magical. That's a very magical thing. Um, And it's a very, uh, it's a very intimate thing that can be shared between people with their family members and their loved ones and friends. Um, And it's special. It's a special thing. It really is. And, and, you know, yes, it's also a time to withdraw within mm-hmm. while certainly being cloistered with one's family around the hearth is, is lovely. But it's also a time for me of uh, being, uh, even in the midst of people I love, going within and letting that creativity um, simmer and, and being reflective and looking at this time of year uh, from where, where have I been? Where am I mm. going? I, I do this crazy thing every year. At the end of our year, I begin a year in review section in my journal. Not, not in my book of shadows, but in my personal journal of who am I and, and what, who have I been this year? And what has shifted in me and in my world? And where might I think about going for this next year? Mm. And I love this reflective time. There's nothing better than a cup of tea and a journal and a pen to me to do that. Yeah, I love that idea. You know, and I, I really do. And, and what I like about that um, is our lives tend to be so busy that we can almost lose track and lose touch with all the things that have occurred you know, certainly in a year's time, let alone from one week or from one month to the next. So actually taking the time to reflect back on all the things that took place, all the big things, and, and maybe even some of the smaller things, and to, to reflect on those, to have, you know, to, to, to kind of take inventory of, of, of your life at that point. How, ha, how has the year been? What has happened? What has changed? Where have, what have I been doing in the year? And where is this leading me for the, for the coming year? And I think so much of that gets, can easily, easily get overlooked and lost just from our busy day-to-day lives. You know, and so I think that's a, a fantastic thing. And I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm actually going to put that into <laughs> into my own practice is is do a little year in <laughs> review because I think it's I think it's a fantastic thing it, it really is it it's a it's a tool to to gain perspective on where things are right and to it, and to it really where, it is for me yeah 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 it is one thing you know Roger and I live uh, in what is called the mouth of Hurricane Alley 
So uh-huh. Roger and I went through Hurricane Florence. And then, of course, our neighbors to the south not long after went through Hurricane Michael. And we know, we're aware that neither of those storms is anymore in the national news or in the consciousness of most folks around the world. We, we know that. And yet, they are very real still in our yes. world and probably will be for more than a year be, to come. I, I'm still sitting in, a, in my house looking out the street at a pile of, of trash and debris from my neighbor's homes. Um, we are forever changed because right. of those natural disasters. And we were talking before we started recording that we're very fortunate. Pete Rogers' family and my, and my family are very lucky. We're fine. But we ha- certainly have friends who are not. And many, many more folks that we don't know. We will never be the same in our worlds after those storms. And I so believe that a part of my year in review writing will be now with just a couple of months distance from those storms, an opportunity to reflect on what, has, what that means for me, what those events have meant for me, and how mm-hmm. I am different as a result of them just in this brief period of time, knowing that even a year from now, I may see them even more differently than I do now. But, it, but it's time to sit still and contemplate the meaning of those disasters for me. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. And um, an opportunity to really connect in with that energy of gratitude, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because of what, we're, what we see every single day in our little community here. That, like you mentioned, Deb, I mean, it's, it's out of, you know, the, the consciousness of people that aren't in this area. It's not in media coverage anymore and on the news and all that. And yet the, the uh, devastation and all of what people ha- are dealing with goes on, uh, including people being displaced, people who have lost homes, people who have been injured, people who have lost family members. Lives were lost yep. in those storms. And so it really, um, again, with, your, with what you do with your journaling your, you know, and looking at your year and review, it's an opportunity to really infuse um, the pages with gratitude as well, right? I mean, to really connect with, wow, even on my darkest days, when I look out the window, you know, it's like those folks over there literally have their their furniture and their, you know, parts of their home sitting on the sidewalk waiting to be picked up, um, right. right? And so, yeah, powerful, journaling is powerful and reflecting and that, that, that introspection is um, what, a, what a perspective it puts on our lives, absolutely. It does, and, and you just said, you know, yes, the big events in our lives, the, like the hurricanes or or major shifts that many folks have during the course of a year, to the time to sit in the stillness and meditate and, and think about those. But it's also the, the little things, those yeah. days, yeah, those, those sunsets that I was just talking yeah. about. When, yeah. when I walk out on the dock and watch that sunset every afternoon, you bet I send up prayers of gratitude. 
Absolutely, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. I want to share with you um, real quickly a little tradition that my family does. We, we keep in our kitchen, on the kitchen counter, a jar, a mason jar. Oh, and I next love to this. the mason jar, there is a, a, a pen and some little, you know, one-inch strips of paper. Um, and it's our good things jar. And so mm-hmm. during the year, when something, when, you, when something good happens or something that's important or, not, or, or a little thing that you just feel good about, and we just write them down and we put them in the jar. And then uh, well, this actually this happens a little bit after the ULC. We do this on uh, January 1. We open the jar, and it's, by that point it's filled, and we read all the things that have been placed, and we forget. I mean, it's like you're saying the little things. We, we forget of all these little things that have been wonderful throughout the year, and we forget, and then it gives us an opportunity to go, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that, and that was great. <laughs> you know, and sometimes they're little things like, you know, a, a, a good grade in school or a, a day at the park or, you know, what it, some of them are seem small but when you when you you know you kind of forget but then when you reflect back on it, it's like wow I remember that day that was that was awesome I love that day <laughs> you know and it mm-hmm. kind of brings you back and it's it's just it's kind of like a little you know a living journal from one day to the next of little pieces of paper and then we we open it up and we read them and then we close the jar and it's empty and we start over you know for the year and it's it's a nice tool to reflect you know to reflect I- back on on how things have been it really is, and, and I've done that for a long time too, Roger. And, and you're right; it becomes a daily way of journaling. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've done with it is exactly what you've said. I've also done uh, something I'm grateful for every single day, and I date it. I date that nice. little strip of paper. Yeah. And and when I, I it gives me a trigger of oh yeah, back in April. This happened, and I said I was grateful for this, and I forgot about it. Yeah. And so that jar does that for us. That's a great op- that's a great opportunity to to stay connected in so many ways, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It really is. Yeah. It, it is. is. Roger, we're at about the halfway point here, so let's um, stop and take a break. And folks, we we have a lot of information that we want to share with you uh, during the next few minutes about the podcast and some work. Uh, and connections that Roger and I are doing, if we could, please. So let me remind you that you are listening to Deb and Friends' Quest for Connection, and I am Deb Bowen, our anchor host, and I'm joined in this episode by Roger Lockshear, who is a shamanic practitioner. You can connect with us in many ways. You can listen to this podcast on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to it on iTunes. Sometime during the holiday, the person who handles our YouTube uh, channel will get uh, updated with uh, episodes on YouTube as well. You can connect with us on Facebook at Deb and Friends Quest for Connection. You can see uh, information about the podcast and a brief bio of all of the team on my website, debbowen.com. That's two B's, D-E-B-B-O-W-E-N. And you can Gmail us if you'd like to. It's Deb and Friends at Gmail. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you if you have ideas or thoughts that you'd like to share with us. Um, Roger, why don't you start by telling folks a little bit about what, well, a lot, really, about what you're up to and, and, and what uh, 
services you offer and how they can connect with you. Yeah, sure. So uh, for our listeners that are outside of the southeastern North Carolina area, um, I provide um, shamanic healing and readings via Skype and FaceTime. Uh, And you can reach me at either shamanfire.net or shamanfire on Facebook, or you can simply send me an email. It's roger, R-O-G-E-R, at shamanfire.net. And I have to say, Deb, one of the things that I've I've really loved in the past almost year now of doing this um, um, podcast with you from time to time is connecting with folks from all over different places through this podcast. So I love hearing from our listeners. I love connecting, doing readings, doing shamanic work online with them. Um, in this area, uh, for those who are in the, the um, North Carolina area, Wilmington particularly, um, we have our Community Yule celebration that's coming up at Mystic Elements. Um, that's on December 15th. It's a free um, community event. Um, I believe that day uh, at Mystic Elements, which is a metaphysical store, I should say, and I think Deb's going to talk a little bit more about them, uh, they have their winter market, so there'll be um, events going on all day. That's December 15th. Um, I also host a monthly healing circle at Mystic Elements, which is the third Tuesday of each month at 6 p.m., and it's also free. However, I do ask as a ticket in that you bring... Um, a non-perishable food item that we um, collect food donations that go right back to our community here, to a local food bank. Um, And also um, for private sessions and for readings, I'm available again at Mystic Elements in person from Tuesday through Friday of each week. Um, So they can simply um, contact me through um, either my email address or the Mystic Elements page. Um, to schedule appointments for uh, private sessions, whether they be um, shamanic healing, shamanic journey. I do meditative sound healing uh, and rune readings. So I'd be happy to connect with with anyone out there who who wishes to connect. Wonderful. I can't tell you how much fun, how much joy, how reverent I feel when I either participate in or help with a ritual with Roger or attend one of his workshops or or whatever, folks. So uh, if you have an opportunity to connect with Roger, I really do invite you to do that. You will not be disappointed, I promise. Thank you for saying Um, that. Oh, it's true. So um, while we're on the subject of mystic elements, as Roger mentioned, mystic elements is a local metaphysical store in Wilmington, North Carolina, where uh, Roger does a lot of his face-to-face work, and I participate in events and so forth periodically. I will be there at that Mystic Winter Market on December 15th during the day before the Yule celebration. Uh, I make loose incense, and I will be there that day selling my incense, sharing a booth with my lovely friend Linda Hudspeth, who is Moon River Glass, who makes amazing stained glass art and just fascinating but in addition to that Deb and Friends Quest for Connection is also now an affiliate of Mystic Elements because Mystic Elements also has an amazing website with an online store 
And I, I'm probably not exaggerating when I say I get 10 to 15 emails a week from people wanting to know where I buy my rocks, where, where do my crystals come from, what store might I recommend that really sells what they say they sell and, and does a beautiful job of, of selling stones and so many other amazing products, books and candles and uh, oh, containers and I can't even name, tarot cards, oracle cards, can't even name all the amazing products that Mystic Elements sells. So if you go to Mystic Elements website, which is mysticelements, all one thing, dot com, and if you use the coupon code DEB88, so it's capital D-E-B-88, you get 5% off your order and free shipping for purchases over $50. So if you go to mysticelements.com, go to their online store, make a purchase more than $50, you get free shipping. And if you use the code DEB88, you get 5% off of your order. And that helps me because um, they appreciate me being an affiliate of, of the store. And it certainly helps you to find reputable and delightful uh, products and services as well. So that's uh, a lot of information about Mystic Elements, but well worth your time to take a look and see what they're up to. And then real quickly, uh, I have planned my January events for uh, courses and a new event that I'm offering uh, in January. I am teaching my intro to Tarot course, which is entitled Unlocking the Mysteries of Tarot. And it starts early in January, and it is almost full. It's a three-session course, an intensive intro course. And then I am also offering a new program called Wisdom of the Sages, Turning the Wheel of Discovery. And it's an ongoing metaphysical series of, of connected workshops and programs. Um, those are both on my website, and I hope you will take a look at those. And one additional thing. Um, I am also starting a book club that will meet once a month, starting in January, it's free. And the first book we're going to tackle is one of my five favorite books in the world, Illusions by Richard Bach. All of that can be found on my website, debbowen.com. I so hope you'll consider joining me. Whew, that was a lot. Roger, are you there? <laughs> I am with you. And as you were talking about Mystic Elements, I had to laugh because you, you said you get so many inquiries about people asking uh, where you get your stones and crystals. And my big challenge in life right now, being that I'm physically in Mystic Elements four days a week, is not... <laughs> <laughs> is not coming home doing. every day <laughs> because they have such a they really have a fantastic selection and it's like it's hard to uh to yeah to not be like a kid in a candy store um and just uh come home with uh, a large portion of their inventory it's but it's, uh, it really is a great it, it is a great place um I, and absolutely. i i do want to mention one other one other thing to have about uh my services i only have a limited uh, number of spaces available for online sessions for December. So for our readers who are 
for um, our listeners who are interested in either online rune readings or shamanic services, I only have a few spots left, um, and then we'll be we'll have to schedule for uh, the coming year. Great. Okay. Wonderful. All right, folks. Thank you so much for for letting us talk about uh, what we're doing and and our plans for uh, after the light returns in January. And in the meantime. I'm just trying to be every day, Roger. Yeah. I'm just trying to hold on and be every day. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I want to I want to touch on something, Deb. We were talking briefly right right towards our before we took our break there um, uh, about you know how we were in kind of recovery mode in this area from the storm. Um, one of and, and the reason I want to bring that up is one of the things that I've found challenging since the storm has been getting back into routines have been very challenging for me for whatever reason. I mean, I think part of it was that we we were, you know, we had evacuated for a few weeks and we kind of lost the whole, the whole month of September. Um, But one of the things that is, that really um, helps me stay connected spiritually is daily meditations, my own personal time each day. And this time of year, when it's a very busy, fast-paced kind of, you know, hustle and bustle of, of the commercialism of the holidays, I'm finding it even more important right now to really carve out those times each day. And it's been a challenge for me. And I, I bring that up because Everyone, I, I know that everyone, all of our listeners, we all have busy lives, right? We all, we all have family obligations and, and work obligations and, and just life obligations. But how, uh, from, from a personal experience, coming from personal experience, how I can say how important that is to, to make that time, even if it's 15 minutes in the morning before you start your day, um, but to carve out that little piece where you can have some meditative time or some time of journaling or introspection um, to, to, to really to, to make it part of your day, to, to put some energy into, okay, I'm going to set the alarm for 15 minutes earlier so I have this time. If you can do more than that, great. But, you know, and, and I see what the challenge is. It's been a challenge for me recently for whatever reason, just coming back from you know, dealing with the, the storm and whatnot, but, uh, but it can be done and it's an important, it makes a big difference. You know, it, it really does make a big difference in, in our, I think in our day-to-day lives of, of feeling grounded, feeling connected, feeling, you know, a spiritual connection to our season, whatever season we're in at that time. Um, I, do, I do too. I, I think that's really, really important. And, you know, even if, if you think about it this way, when we meditate, what do we, if, if we're sitting still usually, what do we do? We close our eyes. We're in darkness again. Again, just like you say, 10 or 15 minutes, maybe even a minute to just mm-hmm. sit with your eyes closed and embrace the darkness and the stillness. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's another way of being connected to the, wheel of the year to the season as it turns and to yeah. go within yep and and going beyond that if we can 
carve out more than just a minute or a few minutes each day or a few times a week for personal meditative time. If we can then take that a step or two further and do some of the things that you had mentioned we had talked about earlier about that connecting creative, you know, creatively or um, time for journaling or time for reading a book that helps you connect with this time of year. Um, any of those things that are that that take us away from the energy of the outward energy of of what's going on this time of year and bring redirecting that energy inward so anything that can that can help redirect that energy inward to have a, a personal connection with this time and one of a little bit a little bit of stillness a little bit of quiet things like being creative can can bring that energy of meditation right whether that's painting or drawing or cooking or sewing or any of those things can bring a sense of meditation. Um, so I, you know, I encourage folks to, to certainly do that, to beyond just the stillness moments, to actually find, find ways to be creative because that, that too is aligned with the energy of the season and it brings, it, it also redirects that, that outward flow of energy that's happening all around us back inward to ourselves. You know, Roger, I think as you were talking, I was thinking I chose consciously the first book for the free book club I'm doing in January, uh, Illusions by Richard Bach, for a lot of reasons. But I think that perhaps subconsciously I chose that book for exactly what you've just said, Mm. is that that book, as one of my five favorite books in the world, Every time I read it, because I'm in a different place on my spiritual journey, every time I reread it, I learn something new about the world around me and about myself, because that book forces me to go inward and to look at who I am in the stillness of my being, of myself. And nice. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought nice. about it that way. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's really nice. I, uh, you know, I I I hate to um, I hate to think of how um, our time of year that's supposed to be one of of being a little quiet and you know a little bit more introspective and maybe um, more time spent inside with family and things has become something that is uh, filled with stress and, um, you know, concern about getting things done and getting all the right gifts for the right people and all this. And how, how distracting that has really, um, and disconnecting that's, that's made for all of us, even, even those of us who try to stay um, more plugged in on a conscious level, right? It's still, they're still distracting. It's still a challenge. So um, I, I think it's great that any, any time that we can take to disconnect from the hustle and bustle and redirect and do things that are, are reflective and that are important to us that we may be putting on the back burner um, for reasons that maybe aren't when we really take a step back as important, right? Um, and we can, 
the more we do this, the more we can share with others to encourage them to do that, right? Encourage our family, hey, we're going to, you know, family members or friends, hey, instead of, you know, running around and, you know, getting involved with a bunch of holiday stuff, why don't we all gather together and share a meal together and cook together? Or let's, you know, there's, there's different ways to, to celebrate this time of year than the commercial and, you know, kind of what it's become. Um, and I think we can, if we use the creativity concept and be creative, we can be simple in our creativity with that and enjoy, enjoy the season and slow down. True. And I also think that we can, if we are in a situation where we buy gifts or, or, and do the traditional holiday giving kind of thing, why not buy from, your, from local folks? Oh yeah. You know why? You know I. Yeah, that yeah. has been one of my commitments for this holiday. Is if yeah, it doesn't come from someplace local, it's not happening. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I I I fully support that, Deb. I think and it, and it keeps it personal, right? And for all of uh, any of us who are um, who have any type of creative outlet that is part of how they may make a living, that's appreciated. Right, and it keeps our little local economies going and strong and healthy, and and so yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a, a an excellent point to make. Um, is yeah, to, to try to keep it local, you know. <laughs> absolutely, I can yeah. tell you, most folks are getting glass from Linda at Moon River Glass, and stuff <laughs> and and stuff from Mystic Elements from even. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you will. Good thing. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it's a great thing. It's a, it's a great thing. I, I love, you know, doing we, – we love this time of year, for, one, for practical reasons, because in the summer it's sometimes too hot outside, even at night, to have a, a fire. But this is the time of year where we like to go outside and sit around the fire uh, in the fall and in the winter, put a jacket on and, and go have a fire in, on, you know, a weekend night or whatever and, and sit around a campfire and talk. Or sometimes I'll bring drums out and we'll drum and, you know, um, or we'll bring a book out and read a story to, you know, to each other or whatever. But um, there's so many really great ways to share and to, um, you know, even something as simple as that is, is reading a holiday, a Yule story or a, a myth or something uh, along those lines, you know, whether it's around a fire or around an indoor fireplace or around candlelight inside. Um, turn the lights off and, and light some candles and, and read a story to each other. I mean, that's, those are all just great ways to, to slow it down, right, and, and, yeah. and, and connect. Absolutely. I, I have a friend who has been displaced from the storm, and uh, she, I talked to her a few weeks ago, and she had been, maybe last week, week before, and she had been just crazy with insurance adjusters and, and construction oh. and this and that and the other, all the madness that goes with this uh, situation. And I said, why don't you come over here? We'll light a fire in the fire pit. We'll just sit quietly in the dark and watch the flames and just talk for a little bit. And, and then you can stay in my guest room and I won't talk to you if you don't want to speak. <laughs> and that's, yeah. kind of, that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out just great it was what she needed it was a lovely evening it was very quiet it was very low-key she did talk some about about her feelings about what was happening but then she reached a point where she didn't need to do that anymore and we just spent some time in silence together and that was great yeah 
See, that's very nice. That's that's really nice. I'm sure it was much appreciated on their part too, just to yeah, have a place well, to to go away from what they're dealing with, and you know, simple acts, right? Simple acts that that mean a great deal to people. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be elaborate, right? The simple acts could be the the big the the things that mean the most for for folks. Um, and we can use that to, you know, people who are in need or in our way that we choose to acknowledge this time of year or, you know, or anything. But it, we tend to, to try to over <laughs> – more is, you know, less is sometimes it goes a lot further. The less is more is, is, is not just a cliche, you know. I mean, it's, it's true. Sometimes less is, is certainly what's needed and the simple things are, can speak and, and, and resonate the, the deepest for people. True. During the Thanksgiving holiday on our Facebook page, uh, I created a Facebook post that had a quote and then a link to one of my favorite songs, and it's a shaker hymn, and it's entitled, Tis a Gift to be Simple. Yeah. And, and I just so believe that. Yeah. And I think that for me is a big part of this holiday, is that in that darkness, in that stillness, in that going within, in that melancholy state, there is a simplicity and a connection that means so much to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do. This has been a great. Uh, this is a great conversation. I, I'm feeling it like I want been. to stay in. It's actually chilly here today. <laughs> it's cool outside, <laughs> and I want to just stay in and like uh, you know sit on the couch and read a book and. Uh, drink hot chocolate or tea and uh, maybe get creative later, but, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, well, it's my, my big plan is to make a pot of soup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Roger, so much for being with me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It. Yes. I, I enjoyed love, this I, conversation. I did as well. Absolutely. Me too. And I really hope that this conversation has been helpful to you who has listened to it that it will reinforce the idea that it really is not only acceptable but necessary to give yourself permission to just be and be in the moment and be accepting of this transition time of the year that is it is what it's supposed to be and embrace it. So we thank you so very much for being with us. We invite you to, to, to continue to quest and to stay connected with us. Thank you again, Roger. You're welcome. Thank you, Deb. Okay, folks, take good care, and we'll be back with you soon.